0: busy day in the transfer portal. Good morning. It is Thursday, January 20th. You are listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. We're actually going to be talking portal today with Matthew Brune, staff writer at Go 24-7, which is 24-7 Sports' LSU site, because the Tigers, the Bayou Bengals, Brian Kelly's Bayou Bengals, have the number one transfer class in the 24-7 Sports rankings. And as we kick off our second season of the series across the country with the College Football Daily. We wanted to spotlight LSU, which is settling in with Brian Kelly. And I'll, I'll get to those details in just a second. When I mentioned busy day in the transfer portal, though, I meant what George is losing. JT Daniels, the quarterback, started the year as, as the starter, former five-star, modern-day kid, uh, gets injured, doesn't get the job back, sets minute, takes it, wins a natty. He hit the portal. More notably, so did receiver Jermaine Burton, who's got a lot of potential, probably didn't like that he didn't catch that many passes this season in Athens. 24-7 Sports' Clint Brewster assigned JT Daniels a rating of 89 and Jermaine Burton a rating of 94. All right, back to the across the country with a College Football Daily playlist. We're starting the second season. I already mentioned that. We're previewing or we're looking at an outlook, a storyline, an angle for all 65 Power 5 teams. And of course, a few group of fives too. We'll deliver on that promise. Some FCS list, FCS teams last year as well. You can find this playlist on Spotify. And once again, LSU is the first school we're talking about. Ed Orgeron's gone. LSU has a new vibe, a little bit more buttoned up. I think the Tigers... I mean, look, like we're not expecting them to compete for an SEC West title. In 2022, but I think we're going to get some competent play. I think it's going to definitely be better than the six and seven campaign that we saw in 2021. And I think the new transfers are really going to help. So here's Matthew Brune. All right, Matthew Brune joins us right now. So when I look at this right now, it's uh, 11 transfers for LSU, and that that currently leads the the 2022 transfer team rankings for 24/7 Sports. How many players do you think the Tigers are going to try to add? Because I've seen, I've seen different numbers floating around but it 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 looks like it could be a lot more than 11.
1: Yeah, it feels like it's going to continue to go up. I don't think they have so I've said this before but I think a big thing with this freshman class was getting Will Campbell and Walker Howard, two five-star type guys and then, you know, having I I could argue probably four other players in this class uh right below them that look like really really good players. So they have a really good core to their freshman class, so they're not having to be like, "Oh, we need to go get, you know, Harold Perkins, or we we need to go get whoever Travante Citizen running back. You know, they, they'll they'll recruit guys still, obviously, but the core that they have with this freshman class is really, really impressive. And so that's that's comforting, I feel like, for their future. Cause obviously you don't want to whole you know, wholesale mortgage the future just to bring in transfers. But with that core, they have as a strong freshman on both sides of the ball, I think it's allowed them to go get. I mean, just attack the transfer portal and we knew they were going to do it. I'm not sure I knew that they were going to go this crazy, but like you said, they're at 11, brought back Miles Brennan, uh, which could technically be 12, but I mean, one of them is a long stepper. So, you know, I guess replace that. But um, I I could see this getting up to 16, 17. Sixteen wow. probably feels feels right because then you know with the whole thirty two number, if they get to sixteen, then I, they'll have three more spots left for freshmen. And I know Trevante Citizens, one name at running back, and then they have a couple other names there. Jacoby Matthews at safety is another name they're looking at, with a uh, five star safety. So you know, just guys like that. Um, I feel like they're not going to reach in this freshman class.
0: Yeah. So so basically, like they they can afford. You mentioned the freshman class, so I pulled it up. Thirteen commits so far. So this yeah. could. This is probably going to be more transfers than freshmen, which we've seen, but like to see it at an LSU level, I think it's mm-hmm. pretty impressive, pretty surprising. and it's not going to be the first of the of the blue blood types of schools to go that hard into the portal. Who are some of the guys that they have already got committed that you think are going to be players who we need to know in 2022, whether it's Mikai Wingo, or a lineman like, uh, where is he, Miles Frazier or or Noah Kane, the Penn State running back. Who do you think is going to be making a, a really big impact for LSU this fall?
1: It's interesting because I I look at all these names. I'm like, I've done some analysis pieces on on a few of them. And like Greg Brooks, Joe Fusha, Kyron Lacey, the receiver from ULL. I mean, he was a great player at Louisiana. There's possibilities for, you know, all of them. It's which ones, you know, can actually realize that potential and kind of step up to the plate. But also it is LSU's young players because LSU does have a lot of young players that are going to be, you know, vying for snaps now at this point. LSU's had top five class the past three years as far as you know and that's all freshmen i mean that's you know all incoming freshmen for those years so those guys are starting to come into their own so you'll have a lot of competition for for a lot of these guys i think makai wingo i think will definitely be a defensive lineman that that'll get snaps because i think if you look at like the defensive end position for for lsu there's some depth needed there uh but offensive line you mentioned miles frazier projects to probably be a starting tackle day one for you know, if he stays healthy the entire season. So, Miles Frazier, Mikhail Wingo, I look at Greg Brooks as a nickel that I think replaces Cordell Flott for LSU. And then uh, Joe Fusha at safety. I think he's going to be right in the con- uh, safety conversation. Both those guys from Arkansas. Obviously, so those guys. Uh, I'll throw in Makai Gardner as well from uh, ULL University of Louisiana, and because uh, he was an all all conference corner, and I think I think that he could really uh, help them in that secondary.
0: Uh, you mentioned the Arkansas. There's been like a there's been a fun little trade because LSU, right? not really, but you know LSU <laughs> lost two transfers to Arkansas and Dwight McLaughlin in a corner and Landon Jackson an edge player. Speaking of like guys they lost, it does feel like. Um, you know, with with Eli Ricks and Max Johnson, and and then of course when Max Johnson, the quarterback, like that was comboed with his brother, the tight end Jake, both going to Texas A and M. Feels like LSU definitely, you know, got hit a little bit, like most teams have. Matthew, though, how how close do you think Kayshawn Boutte, the star receiver, was to leaving? You know, I know there was a lot of smoke. I, I suppose something could still happen. I, I know that um, there's an NIL. Uh, he he tweeted something that uh you know. Yeah compels me to think he would be sticking around in Baton Rouge. But this was almost like cause losing Eli Ricks is one thing, but like it's it was almost nuclear level bad to to lose Boutet.
1: Yeah, if they would have lost Boutet, it would have been very, very bad. Like it doesn't matter who you bring in basically at the receiver position. And LSU has really good young receivers because I mean LSU seemingly always has some solid receivers, but you know, KeSean Boutte is obviously a different animal. You can't grow those on trees. Those <laughs> KeSean Boutte would have been a huge, huge loss for them, but to keep him, I honestly don't think he was that close to leaving. I think a lot of it was smoke. Maybe he was um, you know, exploring his options and whatnot, but he came out pretty quick, um a couple weeks before he, you know, guaranteed or, you know, whatever said that he was coming back. He he seemed like he was at the he was at the uh, high school state championship games in, in Louisiana in New Orleans, uh you know, he's, it seems like he stayed in contact with LSU people the entire time. So I, I don't know how real the smoke was, but it was definitely terrifying for LSU fans just to kind of sit through that and be like, well, I hope he stays because if not, I'm not sure how good LSU can be next year.
0: Yeah. Especially, I mean, and we're you know talking about a guy who was injured last year, but was incredible when he was on the field. It's going to be a junior this fall, probably his last season in college football. And the smoke was, he'd be going to Alabama and uh, they already got Eli Rick. So that would be just a, uh, a horrible blow. Would you walk us through what happened with Miles Brennan? Oh,
1: yeah. Miles Brennan entered the transfer portal before the bowl game, and so okay. Well, do you want me to go back to like before the season? Um, because like, but okay, here, we'll, yeah, we'll, whatever you want to do. So before the season, he was in competition with Garrett Nussmeyer for the starting quarterback job. He ends up getting hurt, hurt his shoulder, misses the entire season. Did I say Garrett Nussmeyer? Um, I meant Max Johnson. <laughs> but yeah, they're all three already, in comp. They're all three. <laughs> I've I've erased. You've already Max Max Johnson forgotten from my that head. Max Johnson
0: existed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this so, is covering college. This is covering college football in the era of the transfer portal. Exactly. Um, instead of learning eighty-five names a year, it's going to be like two hundred. Um. So so anyway, so he's in competition and he gets hurt. Um. And he then and then he he hit. I forget though when he when he hit the portal. I guess it doesn't quite matter. Um. But I thought he was as good as gone. Did like Brian Kelly? Do you know which party reinitiated contact? Did, did Miles Brennan, he's a program guy. Was he like, oh my God, like Max Johnson's leaving? There's nobody in the room. I mean, we all saw what happened uh, for LSU in the bowl game. Was he like, I have to go save LSU?
1: Was Brian Kelly like, we got to get this guy back? Uh, to kind of tell us that step. From what I understand, it was a lot of it was Brian Kelly and trying to get Miles Brennan back. I mean, they were going to have to get a transfer portal quarterback regardless uh, because their quarterback room. Without Brennan and without Johnson, is just Garrett Nussmeyer, who was a freshman last year. Looks like a talented player. He was a high four star coming out of high school, but it's, it would only have been him and Walker Howard, who was, a, um, I believe, the number six, no, the number five quarterback in the country for the 2022 class. So it would have been just those two. And so they knew they had to go get a veteran quarterback in as kind of a stopgap. You know, you want a guy who can. I mean, just has one or two years of eligibility. Who can really come in and produce? And who better than to bring back Miles Brennan? Who, like you said, is a program guy. He's been with with LSU since 2017. He's had a couple unfortunate injuries. He was obviously the backup to um to Joe Burrow. He was all these things, and so a lot of people expected him to start in 2021. And then obviously he gets hurt. So I think bringing him back is the best case scenario. I think he's going to be a really solid quarterback. I th- I think Brian Kelly knew what he was doing, trying to get him back. And I think that's the easiest solution because if you lose Miles Brennan, I don't know what quarterback you can get. That's better. And that matches matches up your timeline the way that Miles Brennan does. So yeah, Yeah. you get Miles Brennan for a year. I think that's best case scenario. And I think that's a real positive for LSU. Yeah. Brian Kelly has won a
0: lot of games with, Solid quarterbacks. It's fair to say, like they probably weren't going to go get Caleb Williams out of the portal. So no. that's, that's that's a good point. Last question for you, Matthew. The rest of college football. And I was even watching uh, Monday Night Football countdown the other day, and like the come on, man, uh, Ryan Kelly's fake accent was one of the top ones and it just kind of got me laughing. Um the rest of college football is still kind of trying to figure out Brian Kelly and Baton Rouge and this culture fit.
1: How have LSU fans warmed up to this new staff? Um it's gotten a lot warmer since the transfer portal news started picking up. <laughs> so um, it was
0: it was a little for cuz for a while they had to put
1: the staff together was it a little like what are we doing? that yeah that's true too as well the staff coming together he did hire good good coordinators i mean before it took a while for the staff well basically for like the 3 weeks between him getting hired well probably longer than that but the month between him getting hired and the bowl game there was very little news coming out of LSU outside of players leaving and so it was a lot of like trepidation, like all right, you know, when is he going to get going? When's this thing going to rev up? And you know, you had the whole fake accent thing. Uh, we didn't really hear from him outside of his introductory press conference. He hasn't held another presser since then. So it's been a lot of just like wondering, like, all well, right, what is he doing? What is he doing? And then you have the people like, oh, just trust him. You know, he knows what he's doing. And that's kind of where I, uh, on the side that I was at, I was like, just he'll he'll get it done. So. Yeah, it was it was a little trepidation, it was a little fear, but uh, you know they he finally you know hit his stride and his staff has now hit his stride, hit its stride, and it looks like it's a solid staff and it looks like it's a really solid transfer portal class. So people are are warming up now. You know Baton Rouge was they they just want to win at this point, point. <laughs> and honestly, they were Baton Rouge residents and LSU fans were tired of Ed Orgeron by the end of it. So doing a complete 180 from Ed Orgeron is not the worst thing that you can do. People felt good about that.
0: Yeah, I've always thought it was silly. And, you know, maybe maybe I've been victim of it too, guilty of it, whatever. But the total consternation that Brian Kelly might not be a fit, it's like Ed Orgeron, like, you know, bathes in gumbo and he got fired a year and a half after winning a natty. So it it is what it is. Matthew Bruin, man, uh, appreciate you coming on and we'll talk to you again uh, another time this summer. Yep, thanks for having me. Okay, we appreciate Matthew joining us. Once again, go check out I guess go. I don't know. Start following the playlist across the country with the College Football Daily because we will be dropping more episodes on each Power Five team throughout the offseason. So go, go get ready. LSU is first, 64 to go. woo woo-hoo, woohoo. Our producer is Lance Then My name is Trey Scott. Have a great Thursday. We'll talk to you on Friday for the next edition of the College Football Daily.